Welcome to Collaboration Dynamics, where we find out how working together makes sense for real people. With Judy Reese, virtual collaboration consultant, best-selling author and master of metaphor. Hello and welcome to the Collaboration Dynamics podcast. I'm Judy Reese, and with me today is Alan Richards. Hello, Alan. Hello, Judy. Now, Alan is a really important person on the Collaboration Dynamics podcast <laughs> because he is the mastermind behind the technical side of the project. Um, and interestingly, that means he's one of my collaborators. Um, and we were just saying that actually, although we collaborate together on a regular basis and mm -hmm. we um, actually live about five or six miles apart in London, we ha mm -hmm. probably haven't met for about 10 years. <laughs> That's right. It's quite incredible, isn't it? Which is quite, it is quite scary, but we know each other as online entities. So that, <laughs> that makes you quite an interesting collaborator for me, um, particularly now I'm doing more and more virtual collaboration training with my clients. Um, yeah, but yeah. anyway, I usually ask these, usually start these podcasts by asking my interviewee to introduce themselves. So Alan, say a bit more about what you do and who you collaborate with. Okay, yeah, thank you very much. Um, so I'm Alan Richards. Um, I provide websites primarily for small businesses, websites and online strategy services to help small businesses grow their business and to gain greater exposure. I use the WordPress website to create websites. I use uh, social media strategies to increase the sort of no like and trust with people uh, for people who engage me. And I, I, my services go all the way from strategy right through to implementation. And what kind of people do you collaborate with? Uh, they're mainly small businesses. Um, increasingly, I'm dealing with um, a lot of um, NLP practitioners, a lot of therapists, a lot of trainers. Um, they're, they're kind of one-person, one-man band uh, type people um, who want more exposure, need more exposure, and they, they, they don't have the resources and they don't have the technical capability to, to do it. So I, I provide that help, as much help as they actually need. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm I'm right slap bang in the middle of your your client base then. Um yes yes <laughs> yeah basically yeah. <laughs> excellent that's always encouraging to know. And so when you are collaborating at your best, you're like what? Yeah, I'm going to have to think about this one. I've been thinking about this since we agreed to do this uh, this interview, because. My my work is my work is virtual, so I provide my um, services at a distance, if you will. Um, I also pretty much work on my own, so I don't have a team. I'm a one-man band, and I can provide all of my services myself. So I don't collaborate with anybody in providing my services. But we spoke a, a few minutes ago, and very insightfully i thought said well actually you you probably collaborate with your clients and i think that's that's true because sometimes i provide a lot of services to my clients because um, some clients really don't want to get involved with the technology at all and they don't want to get involved with the strategy or marketing so i provide a lot of those services 
Um, other other uh, people, Judy, a bit like yourself, um, are more than technically capable to um, you know put your blog, blog together and put other things together. And indeed, you have done. But you might desire sort of services around the outside. So I have a sort of continuum of services that I provide to people. But to get back to your question, how how um, how is it? What's it like for me when I when I collaborate with people, um, mm. I'm going I, to. Do you know? I, I don't. I don't know. You're gonna. Have, you're gonna have to help me out here a bit. Well, do you mind if I help you out by drawing your attention yes, to do. a metaphor you've used twice <laughs> already in this conversation? <laughs> <laughs> Because um, for me, as a, a metaphor person, it's it's sticking out like a sore thumb. Um, you've mentioned that you are a one-man band and that mm -hmm. your clients tend to be one-man bands. Yes. That's interesting. Musical. So, musically, so when of, um... you are like a one-man band... What kind mm -hmm. of one-man band are you? Hmm. One playing a lot of instruments, I think. Mm -hmm. There's a lot. There's a lot of a um, lot of technology involved in my in my work, and it's a whole load of stuff. So it's 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 like somebody playing. Um, I, I don't want to say like playing um, like a one-man band, you know, with the uh, you know. Uh, um, drums and uh, penny whistle and and goodness goodness only knows uh, what else. Not like that, but but a little bit like that. In that I'm playing I'm playing a number of roles. I'm playing a number of parts. I guess um, partly simultaneously, partly consecutively, and I'm delivering all of that myself. I guess I guess I'm the um, the orchestrator and the conductor and the performer all in one. Mm -hmm. Oh, there you go. It's the orchestrator, <laughs> the conductor, and the performer all in one. Mm. Mm. And is there yeah. anything else yeah. about the orchestrator like that? Uh, the orchestrator. I don't know. They've got they've got skills at planning. They can see things. They can see things through to the end, right from the start to the end. Mm -hmm. um, they can see what uh, what needs to be done or what needs to be played and what needs to be written down. Um, in terms of, I suppose a musical score is a bit like um, is a bit like a plan. It's a plan mm -hmm. that um, an orchestra or a band are going to are going to execute. So I, I have that plan. Quickly formulate mm -hmm. that plan, formulate mm -hmm. that score, if you like. And mm -hmm. then I ensure the delivery of that score and the performance of it as well. So it's interesting. Mm -hmm. It's three. It's three kind of. It's three kind of roles, isn't it? Hmm. So it's three roles. It's the orchestrator. Mm. It's the performer. Mm -hmm. And I. And was it conductor? You said the middle one. Yes, conductor as conductor mm. as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I suppose the conductor is um, is managing not only my resources but those of my client as well recommending what my client should do to you know get the best out of me really and mm -hmm. get the best out of their technology 
Mm-hmm. So what kind of conductor is that conductor? Mm, quite a directive one, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, quite, quite, quite directive, but but in a in a good way. Um, mm-hmm. It's 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 a it, it's like a, a project manager conductor. It's 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 a need for control. It's a mm-hmm. need to be able to control the the delivery so that the client gets what they need, um, and that's controlling my resources, but also. Um, if the if my client is responsible for particular deliverables, it's making sure for their own sake that they deliver those on time, so the project mm-hmm. doesn't want it to, do, to go in. Mm-hmm. And when you're the performer, what kind of performer mm-hmm. is that? Uh, what kind of performer? It's a performer... You know, I, I, I said a second ago about multi-instrumentalist, but it's it's a performer concentrating on one thing at one time. So mm-hmm. let, let's refine that. It's I'm not a big believer in multitasking because I don't mm-hmm. think multitasking works well. And I think as a performer, I concentrate on one thing that I'm doing, one increment, one, one bounded area of, of what I'm doing, and I deliver that and make sure that works, and then I'm on to the next one. Mm-hmm. And is there anything so else about that? Yeah. So perform concentrating on one thing at once. Um, what else about the performer? I, I suppose I've had to evolve this way of working um, because I've, I've had I uh, had 24 years as a management consultant. Well, latterly, about uh, uh, it's more than 14. Well, it's probably about mm-hmm. 20 years as a management consultant in uh, in large organisations uh, where I was just delivering. Um, but now when I'm working from on my own, I've been working on my own for uh, about uh, seven or eight years, I find that I have to find the work, find the clients, find the work before I actually deliver the work. So it's, it's a whole load of roles that I wasn't used to having mm-hmm. as, a, as an employee. So the, the performer... I think the performer has multiple roles. So when I'm delivering, I'm concentrating 100% on delivery. But I've also got, you know, in other areas where I'm sort of um, not not delivering, I'm I'm marketing, I'm uh, maintaining uh, prospect relations, etc., etc., etc. And so when you're all three of those things, the orchestrator, the conductor and the performer mm-hmm. con- simultaneously and consecutively <laughs> yep is there anything else about that kind of one man band it requires enabling technology if that's not taking it too far so maybe it's uh, a performer, a conductor, um, uh, an arranger even, uh, who uses technology. So maybe, maybe it's uh, to use to use the metaphor we're using. Maybe it's a performer with uh, um, with synthesizers rather than with a with a rather than with an acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. So synthesizers rather than an acoustic guitar. What kind of synthesizers? Synthesizers. Uh, I don't know, a loud, powerful one, I think, <laughs> that, does, that does lots of jobs. Mm-hmm. 
And when you are that kind of one-man band, and way back when, at the beginning of this conversation, you mentioned that your clients are one-man bands. Yes. What, what, uh, I'm tempted to ask what kind of one-man bands they are, but I think that might take us a little bit down um, a a dead end because I suspect there are as many kinds of one-man bands as there are clients. Right. What's the relationship between your one-man band and your client one-man band? This is... This is going to sound strange, but just as you were saying that, just as you were partway through that question, the thing that popped into my head was two jigsaw pieces. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's uh, you're probably mixing my metaphors here, but that's what it's came allowed. To mind. <laughs> that's what came to mind. It was I'm I'm one jigsaw piece, and mm-hmm. the the cutout that I've got uh, fits into you, you know a need that my clients clients have got mm-hmm. uh, and it's, it's like a two-piece jigsaw it's a really it's a really simple child's jigsaw with two pieces mm-hmm. and they they fit together perfectly and so what what my client needs is what i provide and um the opposite of that as well what they um i, uh, I can't think but uh, yeah what, what what they need i provide i provide what what they need and want mm-hmm. and they dovetail they dovetail together mm. And those jigsaw pieces, the two jigsaw pieces of that child's really simple jigsaw where they dovetail together. Yeah. Is there anything else about the place where they dovetail together? Um, They fit together very easily. Um, It's not something that's got to be forced. They just just slot in. So Mm -hmm. my, my ideal client is where it's a really good fit with my with what I'm able to deliver. Mm-hmm. And that's where we, that's where we get on well. And that's where, you know, the projects uh, work really well. Mm-hmm. Now this might, might be a slightly off beam question, but it, it's a question that I know arises for, for quite a lot of people who listen to the, these podcasts. So mm-hmm. um, you mentioned earlier about um, finding the clients and maintaining the relationships and all of that. Yes. Is there a relationship between that simple child's jigsaw and finding the clients? I suppose it's similar. I've not really thought about it. I hadn't hadn't consciously thought of the 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 jigsaws uh, fitting jigsaw pieces fitting together until until you asked me um interesting interesting process this uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so what so ask me that question again would you so is there a relationship between the two jigsaw pieces fitting together yes. and finding the clients yes i think so because I suppose consciously or unconsciously I'm looking for I'm looking for clients who who need what I'm able to deliver that that would be my best fit so where mm-hmm. the jigsaw pieces fit together and that's where they'll get the best out of uh, out of what I'm doing so I suppose consciously yes I do I do look for clients like that um 
Um, so yes, it's it's part it's partly the I, I originally mentioned that as 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 delivery, but yes, it will it would um, it, it it must be a metaphor for uh, for the kind kind of um, prospect searching I do as well, trying to find a good fit. Mm-hmm. And is there anything else about that kind of searching when what you're doing is trying to find a good fit? What kind of searching is it? What kind of searching is it? What kind of searching is that searching that is a searching for a good fit? Um, I, don't, I don't know really. Um, iterative. Um, uh, I, 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 I don't know how to answer that actually, um, mm -hmm. Judy. That's fine. So, uh, the, how do you know when it's a good fit? Oh, you can tell. You can tell. You can tell straight away, right from the uh, initial conversation. Uh, if somebody's, um, if somebody says, "Well, I, I, I need this. I need this. I need this," and I say, "Yes, well, yeah," that, that you can you can tell, tell straight away. You can also tell, and it's not just it's not just an intellectual thing. Sometimes you just get a feeling that yeah, this not. 100% fit. Um, you sometimes get that, and you there's there's something. I don't know whether it's a gut feel. I don't know whether it's. I, th I think it is. It's it's a it, it's something in the core of your body, something in your in your stomach, something in your gut that tells you there's something. It's a feeling. There's something not quite right with with going down this path. Mm -hmm. And so it's not just an intellectual thing. It's not just a co a cognitive thing. There's 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 visceral f feedback uh, from mm -hmm. my body if if something is not inherently a good fit. Now, obviously, I should be able to tell that cognit cognitively, but sometimes, you know, this this feeling is there as well. Mm -hmm. And that feeling, it's in the core mm -hmm. of your mm -hmm. body. Where yeah, in the about, centre. Right yeah, in the centre. Yes, centre line. Um, uh, it's uh, let's see. It's I guess it's just fractionally above my navel, mm -hmm. fractionally above my navel. Um, in in the centre, in the right in the middle of my body, down the down the centre line, in in the middle, if you like. Mm -hmm. it, Does it have that, a size or a shape? I'm not conscious of it. Um, fairly fairly small, fairly focused. Mm-hmm. So you just small, you just know, you just you just know when it's there and when it's not. Mm -hmm. And is there anything else about it that lets you know when it's there? Um, it kind of draws attention to itself. It's almost like um, it's almost like a, a, um, an alarm or a flashing alarm or um, again, again <laughs> mixing my metaphors liberally here, uh, um, but. It, it's that kind of it's, it's that kind of thing. It is a feeling, but uh, there's there's something there's something that alerts you, and mm -hmm. maybe it, maybe it's a kind of stay away from this one or be cautious with this. Yes, there's that flashing alarm. Stay mm. away from this one, <laughs> and it's a feeling, and it's fairly yeah. focused and fairly small, and it's yep. there at the centre. I've I've noticed I've noticed this previously with um, 
um, more generally with um, ex experiences when I was working in, in, in corporations, when I had projects that I just felt were not were not right. I've had it with people I've just felt that are not right. This is something that you can't put your finger on, but it's um, and it's it's a kind of signal. Um, so looking back, it's not just um, uh, it's not just my current projects. It's 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 a general it's a general thing. I think a general kind of warning, a general caution, if you mm -hmm. like. So it's a general thing, not just current projects. So it, so if I were to ask a question like, is there a relationship between that flashing alarm and a one-man band? That wouldn't necessarily be a relevant question. No, no, because it, it it it's it's down to the it's down to the individual and it's down to the individual project. Um, for example, I've I've had this uh, way back year, years ago, um, where it's it's almost like a sinking feeling as well in, in your gut. Mm. Um, when I've had when I've realised that the person who would be working with me on a on a particular project was this person, I went, oh God, no, mm -hmm. and you know. Um, uh, rationally, cognitively, I said, "Well, you know, that's that's just silly. You know, you know, he's he's well respected, um, but it never really did work out quite well um, in the end. It wasn't a complete disaster, but it didn't work out as well as it as it as it should have done. And I think that that signal was there then. So that mm -hmm. you know, that that's that's a good that's a good fifteen twenty years that that's that's been there. Mm -hmm. So when you've got that feeling." That flashing mm -hmm. alarm that lets you know all of that, and it's like a sinking feeling. And that's mm -hmm. been with you for twenty years, fifteen or twenty years, and of course now there's this fit between the two jigsaw pieces that, like Charles jigsaw, where they dovetail and fit mm. together very mm. easily. And mm -hmm. you're like a one-man band that's a performer, a conductor, <laughs> and an arranger with a, with yeah, synthesizers yeah. rather than acoustic guitar. Yes. <laughs> and you're working with one-man bands. Yes. And yes. when all of that, that's more or less how you are when you're collaborating at your best. Yes, without without the um, picking projects and people who, who don't have that sinking feeling naturally. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, picking the, picking the one-man bands and having them... Having them have the ability to play together, I suppose, with me, so that they play to their strengths, I play to my strengths, and we deliver a project that that they they actually want on time um, to budget. So, so it's something about um, uh, conducting their resources, conducting my resources together to deliver that to make sure they will work oh god i really didn't want to say this but in harmony it's just <laughs> <laughs> um that's that wasn't uh that wasn't pre-planned um but yeah it is it's working it's working uh working with them to um make it all work in harmony mm -hmm. and now I've, I've taken to asking people this towards the end of these interviews how much yeah. of that did you know before oh, we none, started this none, absolutely none <laughs> None, none of it, um, Judy. None of it. I mean, the, the sinking, the sinking feeling. I mean, that must be common with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, getting a, a visceral gut reaction. I mean, uh, that 
you know, everybody will be aware of that. I, I was certainly aware of that before. But this this thing about um, two, um, you know, Charles Jigsaw, two pieces that go together, that was new. The idea of um, of working together with other one man bands, and I'm one man band myself, but playing three roles, that was that was not in my cognitive awareness 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 at all sort of you know what must be unconscious metaphors um and they must they must have actually been there because you you um you very interestingly pointed out that i'd used the same phrase about myself and my clients so it wasn't it wasn't something that was produced by the direction of your questions. It was. It must have been something that was inherent there um, for me to use those, you know, almost uh, almost unbidded um, initially. So mm. very very interesting, very interesting. And you get a, a completely different quality of metaphor when it's a spontaneous one than when you ask for the metaphor. Uh huh. It's. it's yeah I, I i who knows what will happen next but uh yeah because i was i was i was asking i was i was hoping i was going to do your um your your questions justice because you know having um having had experience of of listening to a number of your interviews i was thinking what, what would my metaphor be i haven't got any bloody metaphors you know i i do hope when when judy asks me something that um it, it's it's all going to make sense but i can't honestly think that i use any metaphors but but, you know, they're just unconscious, aren't they? Mm. Basically. And what difference does knowing it make? Um, I, shall have to, I shall have to have a sit down and think about what that allows me to do. Having that, uh, having that metaphor, what, what, what different approaches does it allow me to take? What, what other insights does it allow me to have? Because I think that would be really interesting. And if if I was coaching you, I'd I'd recommend that you went away and drew what you knew, what you know now. Oh, cool! Yes, yes, um, that's, because that's a good that idea. does it does something different to the information when you draw it than when you just think about it. Yes, ab- absolutely gets out it gets it out of your head, allows you to dissociate. I'm a big fan of uh, rich pictures. With uh, you probably come across uh, soft systems check mm-hmm. soft systems methodology. Yeah. So I'm a, a I'm a big fan of that, and obviously that's. That, that's not what it's normally used for, uh, but it's you know that that I think would give uh, would give insights and maybe uh, you know um, conflicts as well as um, strategies that are likely to work well. Mm. I'd love to hear more about it. Depending what happens next. <laughs> mm. Interesting, interesting. You really got me thinking, Judy. This is this is really interesting. <laughs> really interesting. You're starting to realise why these interviews are so fun to do. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So we are coming to the end of our time. Um, mm-hmm. As I always say at the end of these interviews, um, if people want to get in touch with you, who would you like to hear from, and how can they find you? Well, I'm, I'm happy to um, I'm happy to hear from anybody, to be honest, Judy. But uh, the people who can probably benefit the most are people who've got a small business who want to grow their business and gain greater exposure. Uh, they might be therapists, they might be NLP people, they might be. Uh, people are on the self-development track, uh, but they've got a small business and they want to develop it. So if they email me, Alan, that's A-L-U-N, at brandingyou.org, B-R-A-N-D-I-N-G-Y-O-U.org, uh, that's my email. Um, there's a contact form on 
alanloves.it forward slash contact. alanloves.it forward slash contact. Um, and they can just put their name and uh, email address in there and say, you know, I'd like to contact you. And, and I'll, I'll get back in touch with them. I'm also available on um, Facebook if uh, people want to find me there. And uh, you'll probably find me on Twitter as well. Brilliant. Well, I'm sure some people will be in touch. And <laughs> um, I want to hear what happens next. So thank you very much indeed for playing. Thank you, Judy. This is, this is really interesting. Thank you very much indeed. You've been listening to Collaboration Dynamics with Judy Reese. Ask your questions and leave your comments at judyreese.co.uk.